Welcome to What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer. I'm your host, Matt Apodaca. Today, we're joined by a very special guest. You know him from his podcast, The Culture... Is it The Culture Kings? Oh, boy, is it just Culture Kings? It's just Culture Kings, it's but just, I like The Culture Kings. Well, you're you're sort of a uh, a reverse Sean Parker in that respect. Uh, I don't get that joke. You like to add the, the, the... He was the guy that told him to take off the from Facebook. Oh, yeah, from the movie. Yeah, from the movie. I don't know if that happened in real life. But, okay, uh, you know my guess from... uh, That's such a deep cut (laughs) for a a 20-second part of a movie (laughs) that came out 10 years ago. This is already crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that part? I guess it's a very crucial part of the movie. I mean, it's where they get the name. It is where they get the name. And it's, like, what establishes Sean's character as, like, important, right? Like, because before, you're just like, is this guy going to be legit? And he says that. And I was like, well, I guess he's legit. He says that other thing too about you know what's cooler than making a million dollars a billion dollars yeah but then he starts doing coke with that miner mm-hmm. yeah you're right and all also billionaires shouldn't exist I, my guest oh okay aoc <laughs> uh my guest my guest is from uh the podcast culture kings and his new stitcher premium show the wokest uh what's the name of the tv show you write on it's called what just happened it's called what just that's happened. why no one can remember because they're just like what just happened what like, just happened yeah uh it's Edgar Montplazier, everybody. He's one of my best friends. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, thank you for being here. I've I guess I could have read your a, sweatshirt. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've never been on a podcast before, so this is very exciting to be here. No. You, you know what I'm saying? You like, know that I asked you to do this over the weekend, and you said, I'm doing podcasts for four hours. <laughs> it's true, man. Man, every time, like, uh, I... Look, all right. It's hard because, like, I try to whine to Anna about this shit, but she doesn't want to hear it. That's my girlfriend if you're... For the, uh, what is it? Never mind. I the can't stands? Remember. For the, well, for, for the, the for uninformed. The, for the unacquainted. Thank you. Yes. But like. Uh, I guess the stands would know who you're. The stands, is. oh, they know them too much. Yeah. They know that I've put garlic up my butt before. But anyways, it was to get rid I of knew, a, I know that too. Yeah, that's right. Get rid of a hemorrhoid and it worked. So if you ever have hemorrhoids, go ahead, put that garlic clove up your butt. Garlic bread. <laughs> But anyways, like, I look at my weekend and I go, oh, good, finally I'm free. Because work has been, you know, it's long. Like, you know, we're, we're writing this show and taping it pretty on a very quick schedule. Like, the show comes out four Sundays from now. Wow. And we're not done taping. So, like, it's been pretty intense. So every time, like, Friday rolls around, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm free. But then I look at my fucking Saturday schedule and I got Kings and I got Wokus. And then some other podcasts that I'm doing to promote those podcasts. Yeah, because like if you do podcasts, you got to do you, other podcasts. You, you do podcasts to promote them That's too. Right. That's so right. other people, they're like, I like his voice. I'm going to go over there. That's right. Uh, I want to make a really quick Weezer connection to your current job. Please. So Bethany Cosentino of Best Coast. That's right. Best Coast is the the house band on the on. Is it a it's it's a fake show? It's a it's give us so, the premise real quick. So you know, like Talking Dead. Yeah, it's a parody of Talking Dead. Yeah. So we're an after chat show for a TV show that doesn't exist. <laughs> so we kind of formatted it like a real talk show. So we have a house band. Yeah. We have a co-host, and the house band is Best Coast. Yeah. So Best Coast, Bethany Cosentino is featured on. Um, a Weezer song, "Go Away," on oh, wow. "Everything Will Be All Right in the End," and. I saw Best Coast for the first time when I saw uh, the Weezer Memories Tour where they played the Blue Album and Pinkerton back-to-back uh, two nights in a row. So then they opened for them? Yeah, that's right. I saw Best Coast for the first time at Warp Tour, which is crazy. Like It's crazy to, like, I remember being, like, looking at them and being like, why the fuck am I watching this band? But being 
uh, uh, intrigued by them because Bethany was such a force. Yeah, there is re- uh, really something about her voice and her just overall vibe where you're just yes. kind of like, I'm like really locked into this. I was locked because I didn't come there to see them. As you know, yeah. Matt, I've told you this many times. I would go to Warp Tour many times just to watch one band and one band only, and that's 303. Wow. And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I forgot you're worse than me. <laughs> I would only go to watch 303. And so, you know, when <laughs> I had to kill time, I would walk around and I would see other bands and Best Coast was one of the bands. And I remember being like, that's so crazy, this band. And I never listened to them ever again. Until now, they're the house band for the show, and they're great. Oh man, the the songs that they come up with for the show, it's still their voice, still their uh-huh. sound, fucking amazing. I can't wait for people to see it. I've already invited you to taping, but you know, Sunday, June thirtieth is when it when it drops on Fox. Yeah. Well, we'll work out the details of me going to a taping, please, uh, off air. Um, no, let's work it out right now. What's your schedule like? Uh, Monday through Friday, I'm at work. Well, you could take a day off. I could probably take a day off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could sneak out for an afternoon and come back. Yeah. Um, but I guess the reason I brought it up, does she talk about Weezer at all? Uh, I don't talk to them that much. Hmm. Because, well, one, they're not like at the offices every day. They're only there for tapings. And when they were in the tapings, they were so fucking professional yeah. that they were like in the zone and trying to make sure they were getting the cues right. Like... Like, uh, being in a house man, I want to say, is a very thankless job in that you kind of tie everything together, but no one's paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. Like, the stage manager's not going and rushing and giving you notes and stuff like that because they're all dealing with the actors and the talent, the hosts and all that, and the audience. So, like, they were just in the zone that I didn't want to bother them. The only time I talked to them was today, yo, that's a dope suit. She wears a really cool pantsuit yes. every episode. It's yeah. amazing. And just saying, yo, y'all sounded dope. So you don't really, you don't talk more than that? Nah, just because. I guess it's been Edgar Montplus here. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, man. You want to know? I mean, I can talk to them more. I'll no, bring up it, No, it's okay. It's Thank you, though. They're I'm so chill, though. <laughs> They're so chill. Yeah, they seem great. They seem really chill, but it's still like, even as a writer on the show, I still treat myself like I'm an intern. Yeah, there is like, I've been in, uh, not in a similar situation in that way, but like in situations that I find myself in where I'm working with people who I admire yeah, and respect, exactly. I'm like, oh, I absolutely shouldn't even be speaking to you. I shouldn't be you. talking to you. It's weird when Fred talks to us. Yeah. And comes to our office and like hangs out. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. And he's like, stop calling me, sir. We're just all hanging out and talking. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't Does know. Does the, the inner monologue in your head start going off about what you, uh, I guess like the the Wonder Years. Yeah, we're doing Wonder Years reference. Yeah, I couldn't figure out. how I only to watched get it out, that though. show twice, and then I stopped because it made my stomach hurt because it was so sad. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was on ABC Family one time. Oh, Remember I that? tried to watch it on Netflix when they had it on Netflix for a second. They had them it's all so, on Netflix. That I think that theme, if that theme song was just like shorter or happier, yeah, I think it would resonate more. But that theme song. I- Automatically depressing. Oh, yeah. And I think in the first episode, like, Winnie Cooper's brother goes to Vietnam. Yeah. Or something. It's just, you know, it's already a, a pretty, like, whack Beatles song, and then they make it worse. Damn. You already know how I feel about the Beatles. Wow. You like them. You Edgar claimed <laughs> to have never heard the Beatles before. Never heard A of couple before. years ago. Never heard uh, of before. And then he went, I know he went through the discography and was like, this is great. Abbey Road, I think, is great. But yeah. You can lose all that other shit. Even Sergeant Pepper? Well, that's the one I fucking hate the most. Uh, actually. Okay, this is not the Beatles podcast. That's the talk, one I talk fucking to Will hate Hines the most. about it. Yeah. I'm not here to talk about it. <laughs> what would you do if I sing out of two? Well, he sings it different on the on the <laughs> album. Why I oughta. That's um, what's his name? Joe Crocker? That's right. Cocker? 
Cocker, Crocker? I don't mm, know. Me neither. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Joe. Joe can stay put. He can get by with his friends. I'm here to get by with my friend. Uh, so, obviously, I made you listen to a Weezer album. I, I, I didn't say what Weezer album we were talking about. We're That's talking right. Death to False Metal, which is a, I'll have you know, a compilation album that they, they put out on, to end their contract with Geffen. Okay, so this, what do you mean by compilation album? So this is sort of like, um, uh, like some sort of just like left behind like things that they had, they've had recorded over the years. Okay, that's interesting. Yes. That's interesting because that was going to be one of my big notes. That it was not consistent? It, it felt very yeah. sonically all over the place. Okay, so yeah, these are, these span, uh, I mean, I'll get into, I have a facts portion before we get started. Of course. I'll get into my facts before, uh, but yeah, so this is a compilation album, uh, and... It, so it is a little bit all over the place, but I guess I want to ask you, what is your what is your baseline with Weezer? Where are you at with them in general? I like I like a couple of their songs. Uh, I know of them only because I fuck with you. Like, you know, you're yeah. my friend. Yeah. But uh, I don't really know a lot of their songs. I know. Uh, uh, fuck. See, I, I know this is going to feel like I'm pretending, but I'm not. No. That one with the Japanese girl. Oh, uh, El Scorcho. There you go. I like that song. I like that album. Pinkerton. I like that album. Yeah, a lot. that that's a Edgar is uh, a sad boy. Yes, and uh, that album I think maybe uh, birthed the sad boys. Yeah, and then I like the uh, well. Hold on, hold on. There's some yeah. sad boys in the '80s. Okay, of, you got like Tears for Fears, and yeah. even before that. Yeah, but anyways, uh, <laughs> Let's get a sad boy historian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for real. But um, what was I saying? Oh, like the acoustic versions of those songs on that album on the deluxe version. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. The ones that they do at the radio stations, very good. Yes. Um, But I don't really, like, know a lot of their music. I have probably the first Weezer song I ever heard and recognized as a Weezer song was Beverly Hills. Yeah, that's probably one of, I mean, at the time, and when, uh, now we're in a sort of uh, post-Africa Weezer. Africa is now their biggest single. Uh, for a long time, it was Beverly Hills. Yeah. That's for a long, one. long time. Because I would hear it on Radio Disney. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's not, uh, there are no swears. They no don't have to, swears. They don't have to substitute like Mickey or uh, Minnie or anyone yeah. in any of the part of the song. I heard Island in the Sun before, but I did not know it was Weezer. Okay. Um, it's funny that you listen to... Uh, I feel like the Pinkerton Deluxe is specifically for like big fans of Weezer. I love it, like, bro. <laughs> I love it. I listen to it so much. Yeah, there's like some really, really good. I mean, they because I, I think just at that time in general, uh, they, they were like really feeling uh, themselves and like really yes. feeling the things they were singing about. Yes. Um, uh, I like uh, I like live albums as well. Okay, so that does speak and live to you. Tracks. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh like man, that. I should have. I should. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to do an episode on it. Well, now that I'm speaking it into existence. I probably should. There's a great uh, live DVD at Fingerprints in Long Beach of Rivers doing. I'm down. Let's well, watch it. I'm down. Um, bring me back. Bring him back. Uh, so I take it then you've never seen them live. Never. You've never seen them live. Um, so and what, so you you're sort of lightly aware of them. What are uh, your what are what are your I guess they're not a band you would say you hate then, right? No, I don't have any particular feelings towards them. Yeah. Like, I don't hate them, I don't like them. Yeah. I like some songs, but I'm not, like, a stan like you, but I'm not, like, uh-huh. a hater like some of the people that you come across in social media. You know, right, I know right. you have a target on your back because of your love for Weezer, <laughs> but I'm not one of those people shooting them shots. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're coming after me for other things. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, but uh, mostly your thoughts on Israel. Oh no, and their statehood. I, the thing about this is that I don't know enough about it. <laughs> <laughs> to give you a, a definitive take. Uh, and you know what? And maybe that's what you should be coming after me for. Nah, yeah, that's true. But I, uh, I'll leave you in your Zionist ways. I'm not a Zionist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is how Edgar and I joke together. Uh, well, I, that's how he jokes at me. Um, Remember that time where I left a note in your bag and you didn't find it for like a whole year? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was terrible. Can you say what the note said? I yeah, I'll re- I remember it verbatim. It was when we were in New York for the Del Close Marathon, mm-hmm. and I found a truly found a note a year later because I hadn't touched this bag since I had gone on that last DCM trip. And you I was were getting ready to these for the next DCM. Yes, and I sent him a picture of the note, and I believe it said New York was. Uh, <laughs> The pe- it was something like the people of New York said you were the worst thing to happen to our city since 9-11 that's right <laughs> that's right uh, that's one of my favorite jokes that like it takes for- I have a lot of those jokes right now that are still waiting yeah that I'm still waiting for them to come to fruition uh, I was just telling my girlfriend about this story that's in the in the Beastie Boys book uh, where um, some like uh, like Adrock had some like wild encounter with like a fan or like just someone on the street, and he gave him uh, like a ring mm-hmm. and told him to hold on to it, and uh, like he kind of just put it in his bag and forgot, and then like he was on that tour, like getting like going through his stuff and was like, oh, this ring, and just like threw it away. But um, fifteen years later, he's going through his bag again, and the ring is in the bag, and what happened was MCA. Saw him throw it away and held on to it for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. That's fucking perfect. The the like the restraint to pull off a uh, a, a long term prank like that yeah. is astounding. Because he's just he's like, is this ring following me and this shit like that? Exactly. And then, for like, I mean, because he held on to it and he hadn't seen it for 15 years and yeah. he instantly remembered what it was and yeah. was spooked. That is amazing, amazing yes. prank. Prank ship. Yes. Uh, but you know what? Yeah. I mean, look, maybe you'll hear about it if I ever do a Beastie Boys podcast um, where I just read. The, I'll just do an audio book of the Beastie Boys book. I like that. Uh, no, people would rather hear them read it. Um, so I guess let's get your baseline. Well, they won't have all three of them. That's true. So let's get your baseline for um, like where your music taste is in general. Oh. So we can sort of really, I don't think I've ever asked a, a guest this before. Um, Cause I know you have um, some pretty specific tastes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I'm probably, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty eclectic. Yeah. Uh, like I think it's very hard to pin me down musically. Like I fuck with hip hop a lot. Yes. You know, I love Kendrick. He's one of my favorite rappers. Kanye's one of my favorite rappers. Tyler's one of my favorite rappers. I listen to a lot of the new stuff. Uh, Brockhampton and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, Earl is probably my favorite rapper of all time. Wow. Um, but then I also fuck with a lot of really stupid, stupid pop punk. Yes. Like that's something we bond over. Yeah. Secondhand Serenade, Fallout mm-hmm. Boy. Yes. Panic at the Disco. Mm-hmm. Um, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> three hundred three. God, three hundred three astounds me for some reason. Uh, Cobra Starship. Like I like shit like that. Which which one is the one that it's something like uh, Daisy Dukes makes them go? Whoo, whoo, that's 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 three hundred three. It's three hundred three. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow. Man, I'm, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. But yeah, I really fuck with them. But then also, there's the whole sad boy thing, 
which is I love. Yeah, you Sad. have like James Blake, Boney Vare, Sufjan. Boney Vare, a new song came out that I haven't heard yet. Oh, uh, it's a great, it's a great little, uh, great little single. Wow, two tracks on it. Uh, Sam Fu, shit like that. So uh, yeah, I, I think that I'm pretty all over the place musically. I also like gospel music. Ooh, a little bit of Kirk, a little bit of McClurkin, Richard Smallwood, shit like that. But yeah, I, I think that I have an eclectic taste. So I'm very open to things. Yes. There's very few things that I dislike. I think country. And that's pretty much it. Wow. Is there there's is there something that you've heard before where you're like, absolutely not, no. Uh yeah, uh country music, um yeah. hard step, like any like some of that techno from the nineties that's just like like you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like that. You don't shit. like just like noise. No. Even though I like industrial music. Mm. 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 Uh, well, I think that's a good. Um, or I think that Nickelback, Nickelback is very good, and everyone's fucking lying. I just think that I was, I was waiting for it to come up. It's true though. So, I think that everyone's lying about Nickelback. I so here's where I'll sort of meet you halfway. Mm-hmm. I think that it became cool to shit on Nickelback. Thank you. And, and uh, I think that. I also think that they are not good, That's but I fair. think, but I think that they have songs that did sort of like penetrate the culture a little yes. bit. Like, That's what I'm saying, and I think that we should respect that because I fuck with a lot of bad bands. Yeah, uh, Sublime, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Bone for Soup. I think that we shit on these <laughs> bands. <laughs> I'm being for real. I fuck with Bone for Soup. I know, but it was just such a funny mix because I was just like, yeah, those are two bands that I would say I don't really like, even though I'm from Southern California. And then well, Bone no. for Soup. I saw them in an airport one time. Uh, people, I, I have a theory that you don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers if you're actually from California. Um, it's what people from outside of California think you guys listen to all day. I think it's even it's I think it's specifically Southern California more, too, because like people that I know from uh, Northern California don't seem to mind them as much. Yeah. Or like people from Central Cal. Yeah. Some niggas in Fresno being like, hell yeah. I wouldn't say that, but sure. Niggas from Fresno. <laughs> it's a band. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess. That's a good. That's a good baseline for where you're at. So you're you're open to um, receiving uh, the information that Weezer's giving you. You're, you're you're you took it in with an open heart. Of course, of course. I had no hate in my heart towards them when I started listening to this album. Okay, so that's good to know because, like we did say, yeah, there's a lot to sort of unpack here. That's right. Um, so before we get into um, the tracks, why don't I give you uh, just a little information about about this album, huh? Uh, so it came out in November 2010. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, I had freshly probably moved to Texas around this time. This is I was starting my sophomore year at a brand new school. Wow, you moved to Texas that late? Two thousand nine. Wait, no, I was in college. Wow, yeah, because I was gonna say we're roughly the same Man, age. Yeah, we are the same age. Yeah. I think I'm older than you. Hmm, I don't think that's true. December second. I'm thirty years old. You're not thirty years old. So, anyways, I <laughs> I, had, I was in college. Who are you playing to? I was freshly in college. I'm playing to this amazing audience, and they're loving it. Ed- Edgar is looking around like he's like really like killing. <laughs> it's like really. It's this really nigga funny. over here is giving me a standing ovation. Nobody's in here. <laughs> Someone's giving me a standing ovation. Over I, there. If there was anyone in here and they were giving you a standing ovation, they would just be standing up. Can I tell you one of my comedy dreams? But you can't laugh at me. Sure. But you can laugh. There's a moment in Dave Chappelle's spe- special where he says something so funny. That a guy on the wings gets up and gives him a high five. 
I want to do that one day. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, and I know that there's nothing I can do to make that happen. Yeah. But I want it to happen. And I do something so funny that somebody get, like is like, I got to dap him up right now. That's, I have to interrupt the show to dap him up. Yeah, that'd be really, really good. That would be a, an incredible feeling. Incredible. No wonder he quit for so many years. <laughs> yeah, he was like, what the fuck do I have to prove? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone literally, the guy gets up and daps and Dave Chappelle goes for it. It's like, watch the special. It's great. Uh, man, that's great. Okay, uh, so how about some facts about the album? Uh, so uh, they, have a, they have a historian. His name is Carl, and he has been, he had, at this point, uh, as far back as 2003, had been compiling B-sides and rarities to bring to Geffen uh, to put out as an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had even had, went as far as having a track list ready to go and, and cover art for it. And it was just like holding on to it just in case. Uh, and then it just turned out that like they had more and more materials, and then they went through um, just like their archives and found... Uh, many different just recordings that they decided to um, essentially bring back into the studio and add mm. touches to. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff is from, I believe it's like as early, I mean, I guess it's back as early as 2003 up until about 2010. Uh, or, oh, sorry, it says uh, Death to False Metals time span of material runs from 93 to 2008. So they had that's a, that's a big span. That's a big span. So they had a lot to go through. Uh, and it said to, uh, that they included Weezer Mystery, uh, or they, they called the 1998 the Weezer Mystery Year because they weren't really doing anything in 98. Uh, after Pinkerton, they took a hiatus till about like basically like 99. I mean, the next album after it came out in 01. Mm-hmm. Before 9 11. And I just wanted to make sure that I give that the proper respect it deserved. Yeah, I get uh, it. And so this is all. So all four of the members are credited on uh, these tracks. So you know, Rivers, Brian, Pat, and Scott. Uh, and even though some of them date back to '93, uh, uh, it's just because they some some of them were brought back in and like redone mm. or like added parts to already recorded material. Uh, and I don't think I have. Uh, this, so this also came out at the exact same time as Pinkerton's Deluxe Edition. So on the shelves oh, at this time, okay. this is actually a wild time uh, for Weezer, if I remember correctly, because um, this came out, and then, or you know, Hurley came out, mm-hmm. then uh, this and the Pinkerton Deluxe album. So like in like a span of like a few like months, all these things came out. That's a lot of music. That's, That's a lot, lot of music. Content. A lot of content, a lot of material. So if you can imagine, I was pretty uh I was feeling I was pretty feeling pretty nuts. Yeah, and you were nut in. I don't think I nutted, Edgar. I being, think so. No. All over the amoeba. No, That's why oh you man. can't go back there. No, I was just I was just there before and we they got said, here. Get out of here. You nutted here in 2010. No, I turned in a lot of DVDs and Blu-rays for store credit. And I won't say how much I got. You blue raid your come all uh, over the oh, place. No, no, no. This is already the bluest episode we've ever done. I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever said come on here before. I probably have. Uh, but, uh, and I was looking for something to get, and I couldn't pick something. So I started to panic. So I left. You DVD'd no. these nuts. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, 
the title Death to False Metal comes from a phrase that Cuomo and his younger brother used when they were kids. Uh, musical integrity was a matter of life or death, and now the new album is a reminder of how important music is for Weezer and many fan- and their many fans. That's what they said about that. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> some of these, some yeah, of, these- of course you do. That's why you have a whole podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah sometimes i read these things and i'm like yeah i guess i should have read this before i read it out loud uh because <laughs> you're, you're learning about it while you're reading well, it. not necessarily learning about it when i'm reading about it but like it is sometimes sometimes i'm just like i'll, I'll, I'll compile my notes mm-hmm. and then i'll read them out loud and be like why did i think i needed to include that hey i mean i thought it was all interesting i'm learning a lot because i had some strong reactions to this album whoa okay well if you had some strong reactions why don't we uh before we get into these tracks, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're back, and we're in. You know what? Being on the other side of that is so fucking weird. How do you mean? I mean, it, it, I'll, I'll I tell you d- right now, this comes up often. I do it all the time. Yeah. Know? But being on the other side of it is very Oh, and your so in your work, in your podcasts, you do, you're, you're no stranger to the break. No stranger uh, to the break. Awkward break. The awkward break start. And then, so having it happen to you was weird. But maybe I'm, I'm going to stop commenting on it because Ego said something today that put me in my head where she said uh, she was making fun of people who comment. I don't know. This is too much. I already <laughs> you lost brought it, it. You brought it up and. I already lost it, bro. Damn. Well, go look at Ego's tweet. She tweets some very funny, poignant things. Wow. Yeah. Follow uh, Ego uh, Nwodium on Twitter. It's Wodum. Wodum? Sheesh. I know that. The end is silent. And I know that because my Your friend Iffy Wadiway. Iffy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yikes. Uh, so, Edgar, yes. are we ready to start digging into these songs? That's right. Okay. So, this first track on Death to False Metal is Turning Up the Radio. I fucked with this track. <laughs> oh, right away you fucked with it, huh? I fucked with this track. You want to know and something? I really, really like this track a lot. You want to know like, something interesting about up? it? Uh, it's the final result of this thing, this project that Rivers started on YouTube called Let's Write a Song, where YouTubers collaborated with him to make a song with Rivers. I liked it a lot, man. It had an edge to it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it sounds yeah. a lot closer to the sounds of things that I listen to. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind this song. I don't know if it's. It doesn't sound like Weezer. It doesn't sound fully like a Weezer song to me, but I don't think it's a necessarily like egregiously bad song. No. I think it's. I think it's a very fun song. I mean, it's very like. I think this is the type of music that uh, if you typed in like a vibe to an algorithm, it would turn this out. And that's what I'm happy with. Because <laughs> it's just like let the good times roll. It's a very general base. It's a very basic song. Very basic. You uh, know. Like, I, I can see myself just listening to this while, you know, I'm driving down California on a road trip with my girls. Yeah. With girls? Yeah, and we're going across from uh, Alabama to California. What a Perhaps weird road like trip. Movie Crossroads. Oh, yeah, and you're worried about, uh, is she pregnant in that movie? I don't remember. Hmm. But fun fact, Shonda Rhimes wrote it. Shonda Rhimes wrote Crossroads. Is that her name, Shonda Rhimes? Shonda? From Shondaland, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she wrote Crossroads. Wow, that's that's wild. Yeah, who knew? Who knew then? Jesse Esparza, he put, he made a spank about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, 
Yeah, this is a very like. It's almost a little like. Dad Rocky, like. Uh, just like a. Uh, you would hear this in like a movie about dads being in a band together. Absolutely. Uh, but it's not. I guess that's not what the movie's about. It's, the dad in this movie isn't a band, and you're hearing them sing this, and then yeah. they never see the band again. Never see the it's band part again. of it. But I like it. It's easy going. It's yeah. Easy listening. Uh, I I like the collaborative aspect of it. I like this part of it. Yeah, I like the breakdown. I lo- here's the thing. I love a good breakdown. I love a good breakdown. That's why I fuck with Fall Out Boy, especially those early albums. Oh, uh, great break, breakdown. Breakdown City. Uh, fuck anybody who says otherwise. Wow. I'm just in that mood today. He's in that mood. He's feeling, folks, I'll say it, some type of way. Ooh, a fun solo. I, I don't know. I really like this song. Like, And that's why. Well, I'll save this opinion. I'll save this opinion. Oh, he's going to save later. the opinion. I'm saving this opinion for later, but I really like this song. Uh, I don't know if that is a spoiler. Okay, interesting. Because, um, yeah, this one is probably not one of my favorite ones on here, but it's not one of the lower ones either. Okay, interesting. I'm interested to see what your favorite songs are on here because we might end up fighting. Uh, okay, I'm really interested. The next one, uh, this okay. So I'm just gonna go right into the next one because this one's over. Uh, the next song on. Look at that quick song in and out. Yeah, the the, the next uh, song on Death to False Metal is I Don't Want Your Loving. Yeah, I like this one too. It has a very uh, Dead on Arrival vibe to it. Ooh, interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, I love this song. Or take this to your grave, I should say. Uh, so this song was first recorded in 2003, uh, and recorded right here in Los Angeles at and Sur over on Sunset Boulevard. There you go. There you go. I like this vibe to it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh, it was re-recorded a bunch. Very angsty. Yes. Uh, it was. Uh, is there a good? I think there is a demo of this song that I've heard. Um, I don't know why you're asking me like I would know. I guess I'm asking me. Uh, that I think I fe- I heard spliced in uh, to a um, a version like a fan made version of uh, their space themed rock opera. Um, uh, oh my god! It like lost my brain brain for something. I, Can I ask yeah. you a question? Do yeah. these niggas have kids? Uh, I think some of them do now. Yes. Because what the fuck do they have all this time for to be yeah, making Sasha space operas? And stuff like that. Like, uh, well, this was in that was in the '90s. That was in the early '90s. They, they abandoned. They abandoned a space-themed rock opera called "Songs from the Black Hole." They need to go home. They need to spend time with their wife and kids. Well, they, they abandoned it, and, and Pinkerton came from it. So they were that was their, that was going to be their second album. Wow. Uh, I love this. I love this song. Yeah, I like this song. Uh, it was uh, yeah, it was shopped around a little bit with Rick Rubin. A couple times because they uh, they were gonna put it on make believe, uh, and then they just they just scrapped it entirely. Um, Ooh, this yeah, that fucking rips. Yeah, that yeah. rips, man. They all fucking like this. <laughs> uh, and it, it, to me, this does sound like a classic Weezer song. Well, then I like classic Weezer. Yeah, right this here. is a follow boy thing yeah, right here. Right here, you already know, man. And that's my only complaint about this man. And I know you're not gonna like this. Is it that they're not Fallout Boy? What I like about Fallout Boy, and I remember I said this one time at a party, and this dude was like nodding his head aggressively, and I was like, I fuck with this dude who's agreeing with me right now. Is don't get upset. What I like about Fallout Boy is it takes the pop punk model and gets a guy who can actually sing. Patrick Stump has a good voice. 
This nigga, what's his name? Rivers? You don't think Rivers has a good voice? He has a voice for this sound, but it's not a... I wouldn't, but I also, I would not call a Weezer a pop-punk band. Well, it, whatever you want to call them, he doesn't have a, a traditionally great singing voice. Hmm. Do you disagree with that? Yes. I want to hear, like, can this guy sing gospel? Like, could he sing oh, in any no. other genre? That's what I'm saying. But Patrick can. Hmm. He has a great singing voice. The next song is called... <laughs> I think I just hurt Matt's feeling. I'm not saying he's a bad singer. I like people... Like, Tyler the Creator's not a, a, a no. traditionally great singer, no. but I enjoy his singing. I like his... But in, yeah, he has something about... There's something about his vocal quality that is interesting. That's all I'm saying about Rivers. Yeah. But you know what? I would love to hear Tyler sing a Fall Out Boy song. Uh, it would be terrible. <laughs> it would be terrible. Like... Patrick can hit like these great notes and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, he goes on those like vocal runs oh, too. He has you an love him. He has an incredible voice. He has an incredible voice, an incredible vocal range. I would not like listening to River Cromo's voice isolated. <laughs> I'm being honest. I like his voice because of how it sounds. Uh, that's why I like that. Like, there's a grunge to it. Uh huh. There's a fuck you. I don't need to fit into what you think a singer should sound like. Hey, this to guy it. must have heard the song Pork and Beans before. I like that, but. It's not my favorite sound of a singing voice. Uh, that's why I fuck with people like Blake. Because mm-hmm. James Blake, oh, that's a voice. Mm-hmm. Solange, that's a voice. Boney Bear, I think great singing voice. Great singing voice, but he, I'd also it's put close. him in that experimental face as well, mm-hmm. right? Like, Yeah, it's on the edge there. It's on the edge there. But Rivers, I like what he brings to the table, but I'm not going to, if I saw that, I mean, if his voice was a penis, I would say, look. This penis serves me well. It does look weird. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll agree to disagree. Uh, you I'll say, you I'll not going to be out here and say that this man has great vocal range. No, I don't think he has a great vocal range, but I think he, um, as someone who has heard where he where he started and where he is now, oh, so his, he's grown. His, his vocal quality, he's worked really hard on his voice. Okay, I'll, I'll, I can believe that because yeah. I've seen it happen before, Donald Glover. Yes, yes. He worked very hard to improve his voice, mm-hmm. right? Because his voice, his singing in his earlier shit, I was listening to like Camp with Anna, and then Anna's like, Edgar, this isn't really that good. And I was like, it is very good, but it is. Your impression of Anna is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like very. I saw her say that. Yeah, but it, it, it's very, and I, I, but it's very sophomoric in comparison to the way his voice sounds on what's that fucking funk album that he just dropped? Jesus uh, Christ. Awaken My Awaken Love. My, yeah, Awaken My Love. Like, you can hear, so I can understand how what you're saying is, I'm judging a very early version of River's voice, but you know, yeah. when it comes to his uh, his Toto cover, his voice must be fucking amazing. Uh, all right, you don't gotta, you don't gotta do that. Uh, this album also, I'll say, is almost ten years old. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's so crazy, Matt. Uh, okay, so the next song on this album is called "Blowing My Stack." Alrighty. Oh, I remember this because I thought my headphones were broken. So it tricked you. Yeah, I thought my headphones were broken. <laughs> and I looked around and I was like, are my headphones broken? I don't love this song. I don't like this song. It makes sense as a track three, though. Does that make sense? Yes. Because if you put it too early, if you put it at the top, you put it at the bottom, you're ending on a high note. If you put it at the bottom, you put it at the top, you're starting weird. I think that they put it in this spot and as a good thing. Yeah. And, but... 
Yeah, this is not. But well, I'll tell you this: this is not where I jumped off the ship, and maybe I'm giving away a spoiler. Uh oh. This is not where I jumped off the ship for this album. Uh. Yeah, I just think it's kind of a boring song. Uh, and I guess there was a version of the song that was originally darker and even mean uh, in like a minor key before, but then he. Uh, that sounds worse. Cuomo <laughs> uh, wanted to release the song, but didn't like the one that he had, the way he had done it, so he re-recorded it in a major key. I think that this song, to me, screams white confidence. In that he was just like, I recorded this and I know what it sounds like, but I'm still gonna release it and make someone pay to listen to it. Wow. Uh, the producer on this song was named Chad Bamford. Yeah, I, I stand. By, I stand by what I said. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I really don't love this song. So this yeah, and this song was recorded in two different time periods. As I said, it was uh, uh, originally recorded in uh, 2003, and then they redid. Uh, he redid the song in a major key in, in 2010. Yeah. You know what this song is? This part's kind of cool. Or this whole album is? This whole album is going to your drafts folder. <laughs> and I just wish that Rivers would have the patience that I have when I look through my drafts folder and I see a joke and I go, this is not this is not a joke that anyone will care about today or tomorrow or whenever. I so so I got to I got to start doing drafts. You don't do drafts? No, I just I let them all fly out. Do drafts. You got to do drafts, especially like when you come up with a good tweet at like 2 in the morning. Because it's not going to get the love. Oh, I'll do that. I'll do that. Put it in the drafts, baby. Put it in the drafts. <laughs> I just hear my point becoming more correct. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> it's just boring. I skip it a lot. Yeah, let's skip it then right now. But I also don't. I don't listen to this album like often like for fun either, you know? There might be a couple of songs I go to here and there, but it's just, yeah, I don't, well, I don't want to tip my head too much either. Uh, you know what? I am going to skip to the next one. The next song on this album is called Losing My Mind. They all start sort of false. Yeah, they do. Okay, hold on, let's... I have a theory that oh, hold on. It's another night stumbling around the town looking for action. See, I can't remember if this is the spot, but I'm liking this right now. You like this now, but maybe you didn't like it earlier? I don't think I did. But right now I'm liking it. Right now I'm like I'm like turning it up in my monitor. I'm like, oh this is but I'm worried that it's going to change. <laughs> uh, Hold on, wait. Because there's a point in this album where all the songs after it I hate. No, I like this. I think this song is fine. It's it's derived from another song called My Brain is Working Overtime, which is like a another song that they've uh, re- released on... I think I did... They, I just talked about it on... Uh, alone too, I think, mm-hmm. and um, it has a similar. It's the same chord progression, uh, and some of the call and response uh, like vocals are similar, but uh, they're all they're just very different songs. But I think they were probably written and recorded around the same time, mm-hmm. uh, and this was considered to be on uh, on make believe 
uh, but was ultimately scrapped. And their bassist Scott said it was one of his favorite songs from this time. I like this. Yeah, I do like this. But basically, what you're saying is like it's like when you cook your eggs and your sausage in the same plate, and then you eat your sausage and you're like, oh, this kind of tastes like my eggs. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you said? That's what they did. Sort of. Yeah. You're sort of like, oh, yeah. Like I guess this is. It's it's sort of like. Yeah, I guess exactly like that. I'm very good at metaphors. Yeah, or if it's like you you were using like a spatula to like stir some chocolate or something, mm-hmm. and then you use the same spatula to, to flip some to scratch your your pubic hairs. Yeah, and like hey, I got all this chocolate over here. <laughs> How do I get all this pubic hair in my I'm chocolate? My chocolate. <laughs> uh, That's how I describe this song: yeah, pubic hairs and chocolate. I guess the the. The strongest I feel about this song is that I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, I wish it, it would get a little harder. Yeah. Like, I wish that, like, at some point, like, I'm losing all. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it gets harder. I the drums, see, like, going. So, something I talk about a little bit on here sometimes is the importance of their track tens. Yes. Because, like, like the way they ending out the album sometimes is uh is it's so important it's so important your last track is the last thing you're leaving the people with once they hear this thing they usually only have 10 10 songs on an album uh so like if this was the last song on a Weezer album i might like it a little more really yeah i need it to go a little hard. like i need that heart like I, I like it certain stuff but i want it to get yeah louder and louder those are my favorite song progressions really? it's so simple but it starts soft and then by the end they're just like yelling and screaming i'm trying to think of a song that's like that a very song like that one xx song that's like that i'm not as familiar with that Ooh, i'll send it to you later okay it's a great song uh, I could because like they do, they do sort of like uh, only in dreams, butterfly. Like these are like some of their softer uh, songs as their track tens. Uh, the angel and the one. I could see this being up there with, not exactly up there with those in the quality, but like it would be a good track. I think it would it'd be a good track ten. If you agree with me, hashtag track ten. I, I would like this to go the route of butterflies and hurricanes by Muse. How that starts off very soft and then yeah. Then it just gets fucking heavy. That's what I wanted out of this track, and I didn't get it. Wow. So my note for this is, why were you not Muse? Hmm. Okay. I think that's fair. Butterflies and Hurricanes. I wonder, somebody must do a Muse podcast, right? Does anyone feel strongly enough about Muse? I don't really think. I mean, people in Thailand. (laughs) People, yeah, internationally really do love Muse. People internationally love Muse. (laughs) I've seen them twice and have been blown away both times. Oh, I... There are, there's a list of bands that I wish I saw in other time periods, and Muse is one of them. Yes. I wish I saw Muse when they were doing the Harp tour. Okay, wow. I saw them right at Knights of Sidonia. Oh. And, like... Come the fuck on. Yeah, that was great. And then uh, I saw them for the album after that, and I was like, I think we're good. Uh, it was still a great show, but I was like, I think this is where I jump off. Yeah, Absolution, an amazing album. Yes. Um... Black Holes and Revelations in a Mason album. Oh man. Uh but that yeah, that the newer stuff. It's a fun song, but it's not the muse that I love. No. It's not the muse, muse, muse. That I love. Okay. The next song on Death to False Metal, track number five, already halfway there. Okay. Maybe this is it. I don't know. I kinda well, we'll see. This one is everyone. Is this the track that I jumped off board on? Oh, wait, this is the one I thought I broke my headphones on. 
Mm. Oh, because it was uh, left and right? Yeah, but I guess it happened to me twice. Out. I'm you, out. You don't like this I'm one? I'm out. Uh, so this was a hiatus era recording. They recorded this in their hiatus in 1998. Uh, and it was recorded in the same session as uh, their cover of uh, P- the Pixies' uh, Valoria. Yeah. Uh, this has a very, um, like, Nirvana-y kind of sound to me. And that's not this bad. No. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you ever do Mind Mel on stage? No. Why? Because it's not the show. Thank you. And that's what I think about this So, song. also, people listening, Mind Meld is an improv warm-up. That's right. I think You this, would never do that on stage. I think this is some shit that they do in practice to, like, get into the vibe and play the instruments. Yeah. That's fantastic. Don't you make me pay to see that or hear that. That's what you I really, think. you really don't like this one. I don't, and I, and I, and I think that. Look, I get it. Y'all are showing off y'all skills. Y'all are showing off that y'all are sonically diverse. But segregation exists for a reason. Wow, Edgar, don't, don't, you don't mean that. No, you do though. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, this one, so I was reading. I read. This ahead. sounds so not. I look. I don't even know this man that well, and I already know that this is not like how they sound. This was a sort of. Uh, Did you just scream? Their, their Mike, their bassist Mikey Welsh at the time. Uh, who has passed away, so be careful. Okay. Uh, I'll be careful. Uh, uh, it, it was said that this was his influence on the band at this time. Uh, uh, okay, and, I see it now. And, but it's, uh, people did think it was maybe a Nirvana thing, like I said, but uh, everyone, uh, Carl seems to think that it was uh, Mikey's responsibility, not responsibility, uh, but uh, his doing. Yeah, his doing. You know what? So I it sounds seized. that's cool. It sounds There's like they do um they they do like a rotation. Like it's like, alright, yo, who's chance it, all right, it's Rivers' turn to write a song. Now sort it's of, Mikey's turn. It's it's a lot of Rivers Rivers does sort of have a um I'll call it a uh, Machiavellian rule over the band. Sure. But um, here's what I'll say probably yeah. happened. Can I I imagine they used to have this wheel? And then it usually landed on Rivers, and then one time it landed on Mikey, and then they, the next day they came, and they're like, where'd the wheel go? <laughs> and said, no more wheel. Yeah, it's like a wheel where, like, the pie chart does have, like, six rivers on it. Yeah. And, uh, and then, like, everybody else. And then this, there was that one time it just didn't land on Rivers. Yeah. It landed on He's Mikey, like, huh. and then, huh, <laughs> he just got rid of that wheel. Uh, just real quick, because there are, very, there are very few lyrics in this song, I'm going to read them. Please. Everyone, and it's repeated a bunch. Uh, suck a thumb. I want to take you somewhere. I w- I really want to take you. I want to take you somewhere. I really wanna. Everyone, kick a bum. Kick that bum. I hope they're talking about a butt. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I want to say this. Uh, and then uh, the last lyric is yes. I can't see straight. I hope they weren't ad- advocating um striking uh you know our homeless population. I think that um. I spent a lot of time around white people, and I think at times these white people try to find things to be upset about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I look at their lives, and I'm like, y'all live good lives, relatively live good lives, but they find something to be like, man, my coffee didn't wake me up the way I wanted it to wake uh. me up. And that's what this song reminds me of. Wow. It's like, this band is at the height of they, their prime. They're doing good, and they're like, I want to write an angry song, but they didn't have anything to be angry about. 
They didn't, like, I don't mind white people being angry. I love bulls on parade. <laughs> There's uh, there are people of color in Rage Against the Machine. Then I love that band even more. <laughs> but their anger was justified. It was yeah. in something. Like, you know what I mean? System of a Down, they were Armenians that were very mad with how the Turkish government was trying to pretend like the genocide didn't happen. And also ours, our yeah. American government. <laughs> yeah. But Nirvana, you know, Nirvana was just like, I see this industry that is profiting off of us. Mm-hmm. And I see that rapists are liking our songs. And they mm-hmm. didn't like that either. Yes. But Weezer's just out here being like, kick my bum, kick my bum, everybody, everybody. Where's the message? Where's the message? Where's the message? Uh, well, you give me something to think about. I'm just telling you. Uh, the next song. Don't be I- mad if you don't gotta be. What was that sound? Was that the? It was the arm. Oh, the, the arm of the, the microphone. Arm. I did yeah, move it. It made a little reverb. The next song on Death to Falls. Yeah, you got a little indigestion going on right now? I got something going on. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, uh, these are like, I, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. And I, I also am only drinking uh, bubble water. I think. I hope they're not coming up on mic. I think that science has, uh, is trying to get us used to the idea that water's not going to be around. And that's why, <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're coming up with all these trash ass water like, spinoffs. Yeah, yeah, just uh, you like you prefer this. Yeah, it's like because they know that water's not gonna be around. Soon. <laughs> uh, that well, you know what? There might not be people. There might be robots only. In the next song on yeah, this, al- this, on is this album, this is it. Play it. This is it's, it. I'm a robot. Oh, this is when I jumped off the. This is when I jumped off the fucking ship. And I'm going to tell you why, and it's going to bring up an argument from earlier. I ride the train to work every day. I reach my cubicle about 9 a.m. I have to Um, I fucking hate this, man. <laughs> this is when I jumped off. Once you said the title, I was like, yep, I remember now, because I remember the fucking chorus. Yeah. Uh, I'll say... I don't, I don't like this one either. Well, this one's tough. Can I tell you why I don't like it? What's, yeah, go for it, please. It sounds like they're trying to be Sergeant Pepper. And Sergeant Pepper's already bad. So it's, it's, it's not! So hold on, Matt. Can I finish my opinion? You, please. You invited me to have opinions. <laughs> yes, I did. That is why you invited me here. <laughs> so the, Sergeant Pepper already bad, but to do a bad version of Sergeant Pepper... It's like if someone did a shitty cover of Diarrhea. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. You just wanted to say your joke. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't love this song. Uh, it was uh, it was recorded in, uh, well, it's sort of evolved over time. It was a song called Prodigy Lover uh, that was recorded in 2002, and then it became this song uh, in 2004. Uh, and it was, I mean, a lot of these songs, I guess, were meant to be included on Make Believe and then just didn't, uh, was one of the Fallen Soldiers of the album. Uh, and with, yeah, with this, I just don't, I mean, look, I got to give it up for every guitar solo I hear. Great guitar solo. That was so fun. But yeah, this one, I don't care about it because I also am just like, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard a rock song about being like a normal guy that I think is great. I mean, and that's probably also not true. But like, this is about like a guy who's going to work and he's just frustrated about it. He's just frustrated about being in this rut, this uh, repetitive cycle. Uh, and I, where's the message? Well, 
He says, drink a quart of vodka, spend the night down in the gutter. Yikes. He has a drinking problem. Yeah, that's, you know, that's not the rivers I know. No one's going to believe me, but there's a janitor walking around, and he almost came up here and said, I think that there's some trash for me to pick up. Oh. I mean, there definitely is in here, but... You was talking about that song. Oh, dang. (laughs) Uh, Well... Maybe they. Re- I know you said that you fell off after here, but maybe the album will bounce back for you with uh, Trampoline. <laughs> nope, this was another one that I really did not like. <laughs> mind this one i like the guitar sound on it i think the guitar sound is good uh it's just not a song that i think about much no it's so forgettable it's like uh have you ever watched the um the american pie spinoff movies like band camp and delta house all that stuff no <laughs> this sounds like one of the songs that would be in there because they could the nude mile is that one of yeah them? <laughs> that's one of the naked miles one of them i used to watch all of those and this seems like one of those songs that would be in there that you'd be like, how do they get this song? Oh, because Weezer begged for them to be in this movie. <laughs> Can we be in this, please? Please. Uh, so, uh, I guess uh, uh, the inspiration for this song at the time was uh, Rivers was like studying Oasis songs and then, then came out with this. Nice. Uh, and... Uh, they had been it had been recorded in in '98 uh, in that same session from earlier, and uh, was then reworked in 2010 with their current bassist. Well, uh, he probably looked at Oasis and said, "What a fresh pool of inspiration!" But in fact, it was a mirage, and it was dry. Oh no, uh, Oasis, I think, is great, but they needed to cool it. <laughs> I only know one song. Wonderwall? And my answer is no, Oasis. You cannot be my Wonderwall. Oh. <laughs> that is very nice. That guitar part right there is very, like, 98. Yes, very much so. This is very much so a late 90s song. And it should be in an uh, episode of What's New Scooby-Doo. Oh, my God. The, the, <laughs> is that the kid? No, a pup named Scooby-Doo. A pup named Scooby-Doo. What's New Scooby-Doo is the one where they have, like, Simple Plan. Do the oh, that's song. right, yeah. Oh man, yes, I remember that Because they did it for the movie too, I think, right? right? Mm-hmm. Wow Wow, we are the same age <laughs> I, <told you laughs> uh, I saw a tweet the other day, I can't remember who said it But uh, somebody was like, I'm ready for the uh, CW dark reboot of Scooby-Doo where Shaggy fucks Oh yeah, I like that tweet, that was a very good tweet And I was like, you know what? Bring it on, I'm in I'm in I'll write for it I mean, the Scooby-Doo movie was kind of like that. Like, you know, they were all sexy and stuff like that. Oh, Velma was so hot in it. They, uh, they, and it seemed like they were smoking weed in the car, too, but they were grilling burgers. Yeah, but you know what they were trying to tell us. They were trying to tell us they were smoking weed. They smoking weed. Uh, I feel like people, people see us, right? And they think, oh, those are two fun guys, but something's not quite right about mm-hmm. the way they match up. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're, they're sort of like a, uh, maybe an odd couple. Just play that fucking track, bro. That's what the song is, The Odd Couple. Mm -hmm. This is another one I did not like. Because it sounds like such a departure from their sound. What? (laughs) I mean, at the time, I'm sure 
It probably was revolutionary when they said this. This is probably around the time of those John Hodgman, uh, Justin Long commercials. Don't justify this. This is 07. Yeah, those commercials were out there. <laughs> they were airing. I like the... I don't hate this song, I guess, but... It also doesn't work for me. It's a decom song. What do you mean? Like it'll be on a Disney Channel original movie. Oh my god. About like a nerd and a jock who have to work together to stop the computer from taking over the school. A computer? <laughs> they got a big the prince was like, I'd like to announce Riverside High, we got a big computer. <laughs> oh boy. Um I for me, yeah, I like I sort of like the style that this song is in, like it, uh, like the, the. I don't know enough about music to know exactly what I'm talking about, but I like the sort of uh, the musical quality of this song, but I don't necessarily love the lyrics or the music. No. Does that make sense? Yes, I understand. Like I don't like those woos. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It feels like a Disney Channel song, bro. Like if you told me that this was the Jonas Brothers, I wouldn't doubt it. Now I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear the Jonas Brothers take on this song. Maybe a couple Weezer songs. I think I've seen them perform uh, My Name is Jonas, like in a YouTube video. Wow. I mean, it makes sense that they're influenced by that band. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And also, they, I mean, it just, works with their last, it just it works with their last name. Yeah. Right? That's their last Yes. They're not all named Jonas. No. I mean, technically, yes. It's, technically, they are. Especially if you go with, like, um, uh, cultures where the last name comes first. Mm -hmm. The Japanese. Yes. Or, uh... No, they would say uh, Jonas' son if it was like in Norse mythology. That's correct. Uh, anyway, uh, and I guess uh, this song is sort of uh, autobiographical, but I don't know about who. Uh, oh, it's about Rivers and his wife. Hmm. Are they still married? Uh, yes, they are. Interesting. <laughs> I want to applaud her for being brave enough to him come home and say, Yo, I wrote you this song and play this and that she stayed. Wow. We don't thank women enough for the sacrifices that they make. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Oh my God, that's not. <laughs> uh, and then that, this is very cheesy. Just end the song. It's a Disney Channel original movie song, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, then this is the part where they high five after they beat the computer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate that I have another one of these segues. But, you know, maybe they weren't really uh, present when they were um, when they were in the studio writing and recording this song. Maybe they were on autopilot. And that's what this next song is on Death to False Metal, track nine, autopilot. I like this. It's the computer. It's the bonus scene it's at the, the end where the computer's, the computer's back. back. And it's talking about its feelings. Okay. This was um, being worked on with Rick Rubin for the Red Album. Uh, and there were, I guess, handwritten notes from the band where they all are basically like, I love this song. Uh, and then uh, in like 20, uh, in 2010, they reworked on it again with uh, Sean Everett, uh, producer, and then it, then here we go. This is where it came out. You know, I'm probably trash because I, I was trash on the other songs, 
but I like this song. This one's not so bad. Uh, and I mean, this is also sort of like a continuation of like, uh, I'm a robot, right? Where like, um, he is kind of just breaking down what he's doing in a very matter of fact way. And like, it's very literal. Uh, it's very like, um, what do you call it? Matter of fact. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that's what I said, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's very, uh, sequential. It's a sequence of events. I like the instrumentation more than I like the lyrics. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he, I mean, I also, I mean, I don't want to, I think he might be using like an auto-tune a little bit on here. I hope so. I like auto-tune. I like the sound of auto-tune. It's uh, my balls jingle. Oh my God. <laughs> you, you, guys, you guys sit, you guys sit on a chair, not a speaker. Well, I can only sit on speakers because that's where I can feel the music in my balls. Oh my god! Uh, look, Matt, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna lie to you, and I think you could already guess this. The first half of this album slaps way harder than the second half. Okay, well, that's really interesting because I mean, I want to skip right to it. The final song in this album is very interesting to me, and I can't wait to talk to you about it. Let's do it. Okay, let me pull up. It's "Unbreak My Heart." A goddamn cover. A cover of Tony Braxton. No fucking way. Yes. I didn't make it this far, I'm not going to lie. No. Oh, man, you're, I am excited to hear your take on this then, because I think this is how they should be doing covers, the Weezer version of a song. This is one of my favorite songs, bro. Ooh. Because it's a sad song. Yeah. Come back and bring back my smile. Come and take these tears away. I need you on. I was watching Edgar listen to this. He looks very moved. Bring back the nights when I held you beside me. Unbreak my heart. Damn. <laughs> Damn, that fucking goes, though. I'm sorry. Yes. This, this fucking goes. This was apparently very, very close to being on Make Believe. And they don't put covers on on main albums they just don't do it um but this cover i think is what is good about weezer and is what a what a good cover is yo this goes the piano is a nice touch yes it's very nice um and this was an uh, an exercise given to rivers uh by rick rubin he was like just do this song i think it would work for your voice and they all liked it so much well rick and rivers really liked it that they were going to include it but they got the feeling that the rest of the band wasn't into it so they scrapped it rick rubin deserves more credit i mean he gets he's a fucking musical genius. Oh, this chorus goes so hard I get why the band might not have been into it because it is a departure from their usual sound. But they're doing their like chunky guitar thing on yes, this thing. That's what I'm saying. But the, I think the lyrical content of the song yes. and all that. Ooh, this is great though. This is fucking tight. And I agree with you that this is what covers should be. Yes. I hate like you know same old mistakes from Rihanna is an example of this as well. Yeah. Where it's like this is just the fucking song. Mm-hmm. And 
In Rihanna's case, it works a little bit, but with Africa from Weezer and a couple of the other ones, it doesn't work because like you're not gonna do it as good as the original. No, did it. and like this is not even trying to do the same thing it at all. It's nothing just like, like Braxton's version. It's just so so good. It's very dramatic. Like I like when a band, like even if it's bad, I'll prefer it because it's like you tried your thing on it. Get ready for this real quick. He's coming for me for saying that he ain't had the range. He's coming for me for saying he had he ain't had the range. And I gotta say, you converted me on this album a little bit. Maybe not the best falsetto you've ever heard. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's trying. But he. But that's that's what I like about the dude. I said. Yes. Is he works with what he's got? Yes. And I appreciate that. It's. I think. I mean, this song, written by uh, Diane Warren, is. One of the, it's an incredible song. It's such a good fucking song. But now hard, it, hard to beat. But going back to my man's voice. Yes. You know, I'm making a little bit of money now. You know, I got a good job, and I'm trying to work on out living out out of my means. Yes. Living within my means. Yes. And I think that this song is a perfect example of Rivers living within his means vocal. <laughs> he knows what he's capable of. He's not trying to hit notes out of his range or anything like that. Right. That's why I fuck with this song. <laughs> it's a very good fucking song. I think... Yeah, I think this is my favorite song on this album. It's, no it's the reason I think this album is allowed to exist in my mind. I, I, I agree. Because I think it's far and away the best track on the album. Uh, and I think that it... Um, it's probably the only one that I go to consistently. I think that this that song being on this album represents what this album is, mm-hmm. which is they were taking shots. Yes. They were taking shots. And now that I understand that a little bit more, I respect it a lot more. Because when I first listened to it, I was like, this is the album that Matt picked? Matt picked this album for me to listen to? Okay, Matt. Well, I'm going to have some thoughts. <laughs> but now that I understand what this album is, it's an amalgamation of the songs. It's their lesser, untitled, unmastered. I appreciate it a lot more. Wow. Yeah, I think I think there's some really good um we'll call them little like uh dusty nuggets and yeah. like there's like they you know it's just uh, but they that they went and they they blew the dust off and polished it. They polished you know? it and they put it out. I uh, get that. I've done it before, like you know what I mean? Yeah. I've had to like send out a packet to a show before and be like, well, let me see what I can find real quick. And right. Yeah. Them. I mean, this is, yeah, it's what you said. It's your drafts. Yeah. You, you can get to your draft and be like, you know what? I got a small tweak for this and then yeah. make it the thing that it's supposed to be. Uh, so I think, I mean, as far as the Weezer canon goes, mm-hmm. this is not an album that I return to often, but when I, well, it's not an album. Yeah, exactly. But I guess even individually, yeah. I don't return to a lot of these songs. I I will go back and just hear that version of Unbreak My Heart because I just think it's so good. I love I Don't Want Your Lovin' uh, off of here as well. And, I mean, I like the other ones that I like, but I think those are my two favorites on the album. I agree. And uh, so, I mean, I... I I'm glad it exists. I'm glad that they were able to get this out there, and if only to get off of their uh, contract with Geffen, because they put that. they put it out as to be like, okay, like here we you we owed you an album, and here's an album. Here's the last album in that contract, Deuces. Yeah, yeah, and now look where they are. Well, I think they should have stayed. Well, who, who knows? I don't know what's like working for Geffen, uh, and I frankly never will. Um, well, I think if you work for Geffen, you can guarantee that you'll be sweating. Oh, all right. Uh, I didn't get it, but 
so Edgar, that brings us to the end of the album. What are your, I mean, does did anything you heard uh, here uh, today um, inspire you to maybe take another look at Weezer's discography? Not at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I had an idea of who they were before. And, you know, uh, to quote a very great coach, Weezer was who we thought they were. And I, I heard it, and I and I know exactly who they are. I'm like, yeah, this is this is the band who I thought I was listening to, and that's exactly what I got. I think I'll continue listening to Pinkerton every now and then because wow. I like that album a lot. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, I I didn't walk away from this, and this is no disrespect to Weezer. Again, I didn't walk away hating them. I didn't walk away loving them. No disrespect to Weezer. All disrespect to who? Probably Rivers Cuomo. No, hey, what? I think I walked away not hating Weezer, but I think like you defending uh, River uh, River Rivers Cuomo's voice kind of now makes me hate him. Oh no! And now when I see him in the streets, I'm gonna say, "Y'all don't fuck with you." Don't be Matt, mean. Don't Matt Apodaca no. likes your fucking voice. Don't do. Don't be mean to him. I'm gonna say, "Yo, my what's your name again?" Rivers should be Lakes. Should be pawns. All right. <laughs> Should be tribunes. Uh, so Edgar, before we get before we get out of here, is your name Rivers? Because you in denial of your singing oh, talent, brother. Uh, <laughs> before before we get out of here, uh, I know you have. I mean, you have two podcasts. You have the Culture Kings, That's right. uh, which is uh, you and uh, and Jaquise Neal, and uh, you have fun guests. Sometimes you have different formats weekly. It's three episodes a week? Uh, two episodes a week Two now. episodes a week. Uh, but we are getting ready to launch our Patreon. There'll be a lot more information wow. about that so that you can get a couple of those bonus episodes. Like you said, we have a lot of these fun formats. And, you know, we're, we're trying to make a lot of those fun formats just for the fans. Like, you know, the fans that really fuck with us, so some of those will only be available on the Patreon, but, you know, you might see a couple sneaker too. Hey. On the iHeart stream. Ooh, very nice. Uh, and then tell us a little bit about The Wokest, because The Wokest is a very different project. Yeah, um, so, uh, you know, I, I'll talk real with you, Matt. Uh, doing Culture Kings kind of made me, like, realize how much I don't like talking podcasts, like uh -huh. where people just hang out and talk. And so the Wokus is a very much so a departure from that, where it is written by Cody Ziegler and I. Cody Ziegler's a producer over at Earwolf. That's right. And uh, what it is, it's like a. He's also a punk ass. He is a punk ass nigga. I, well, I, agree I didn't with say that. One hundred percent. I didn't say that. Thank you, Matthew, for saying that Cody Ziegler's a punk ass nigga. I only said I stopped at punk ass. Matthew, it's even weirder that you're choosing to double down and saying he's a nigga, nigga. But okay, that's no, what you want to no, say. No, no, no. Oh, oh my god. But anyways. And I didn't let Matt say that. If anyone wants to come and say, Edgar, you let Matt say those words, I told him I would beat him up after. I think you might be the only person who has ever said that word on this show, and I had Iffy. Wow. Maybe Iffy said it. I don't know. Uh, did Iffy say come? Hmm. Honestly, maybe. <laughs> um, but so the wokest is like kind of like a Colbert Report type show for performative wokeness where I play this character who's the wokest person alive. I do a monologue at the top. Then I have guests on. We do like these very weird, fun segments that... I think that's kind of like, right now we live in the age of takes. Yes. And I think that's what it was exhausting me about Culture Kings was I had to have so many takes. And that's not by anyone's fault. That was completely our fault by designing the podcast that way. And I kind of got exhausted of it. And I was like, man, I hate takes. So it was kind of me making fun of having takes. Wow. Uh, so I've heard 
Uh, the, I, I think I missed. I haven't heard the this week's episode. Oh, with Gabrus. Yeah. So you had you had uh, Open Mike Eagle for your first mm-hmm. guest and Jenny Yang for the uh, second episode and Gabrus this week. Uh, there's a lot of really great guests coming up. So I, it's on Stitcher Premium. So uh, if you have a, a Stitcher Premium account, I highly recommend subscribing and listening to it. And if they don't have Stitcher Premium, Edgar, what is the code that they can use for? Uh, I think it's Wokest, right? Yeah, you can just use the code Wokest and uh, get the. A free month. I would recommend waiting until the end of the pod, and then uh, oh, and then like binging it. Yeah, use I the month so. to binge. I think so because I think that like we try to do this thing with the character, and we'll see if it landed. Where he's really forced to like challenge himself if he thinks he's the wokest person. Wow, interesting. Oh wow, so that's and I know you and Zig pretty well. I don't know much about the show other than what the ones that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and of course, then the pilot. But uh, so I'm very excited to uh, go on this journey and uh, listen to the show. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting working on it with Zig because like we both. Whoa. Y'all had Liz Hannah here. She's like my celebrity crush. Oh, then. Yes. Yeah. Edgar's looking at the table. Damn, bro. Like for real, like, I don't know. If if Onalot let me have a, a hall pass, and I'm not saying that Liz would want to, mm-hmm. but Liz Hannah. <laughs> but anyways, it was interesting, like challenging ourselves and stuff like that, and like being like, "Damn, it's crazy that I have the way that I think." Here's my take: Edgar Moore was the real person, not the character. I think everybody's problematic. Wow. And I think once we start admitting that, we're gonna have a lot more of an easier time dealing with a lot of the issues. Cause I think right now there's a lot of holier than thou shit out there. That's, it's going to make it difficult to talk about. I agree. I think, yeah, there is like, even, even your faves, they uh, got something that's not great about them. That's not great. And I think once everyone admits that it's a lot easier, you know what I mean? Like, I talk all the time about how sometimes a lyric will come up on a Weezer album. that I go, you, you, yeah, I was watching some of my, fa- I was watching, um, McGruber, which I fucking love. I think it's I one thought, of the funniest movies you've ever seen. But then when he's going through the list of all the guys he wants on his team, Big Show's on the list, and he goes for the Big Show, and then Big Show makes out with a dude, and then he crosses Big Show off. He's like, Oh, nope. that's right. Oh, yeah. And then Arnold was just like, what? That's the joke? And then I was like, uh, uh, yeah. uh yeah, it is a joke, Arnold. I stand by you. No, no, no. No, I don't. This movie was made in 2010. Yeah, even the same time as this album. The same time as this album. Uh, but also, 2010, too late to be making that kind of joke. Too late. It's the only one of those in that movie, I think. There's a few others, but Uh-oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that that's some of the things. It's like we were born into this life with a media set of rules that is enforced on us every day through commercials, through all this shit. Yes. And it's so hard to break out of that cycle. I'm not saying that everyone is not responsible for their actions and shit like that. I'm just saying that it's. It's a lot deeper of a conversation I think we're giving it credit for. Wow. Well. And I promise the podcast is a lot funnier than Oh, how, yeah. I should say the podcast deep. is so funny. Thank you. It's a really funny show, and I don't think Edgar's uh, funny. Uh, it's true. I don't think I'm funny either. That's not true. Edgar's very funny. My therapist is having me work on it. No. Edgar is one of my funniest friends, uh, and I, I was very happy that you were able to do this today. Uh, thank you for being here, Edgar. Thank you so much for uh, having also, me. Also, I guess we should. I, I don't ever bring this up. We are both performers at UCB Theater uh, on Herald Night. That's you can come right. see uh, you can come see Edgar's team Leroy uh, and then my team Pony every you know uh, Monday, Thursday, or Friday. I'll just and, check the, and, web, and the people website. People might not like this, but I think you and I. It's very interesting. We were on a team together. Yes, we were on a team together before, and then now we're on two teams that are kind of battling each other. Uh huh. 
Yeah. To be the number one team. Well. Damn, you gonna talk this shit to my face? <laughs> Damn, he's gonna talk this shit to my face. I'll see you at the theater. I'll see you, I'll see you backstage, I baby. Think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think it is interesting. We used to yuck it up together. Now we're yucking it up now as we, enemies. Yeah. <laughs> we're not enemies. It, it, any competition at, uh, on Herald Night is uh, one, meaningless, but two, just, just for fun. It's just for fun, but also meaningless because we got that shit in the bag. Damn. <laughs> All right. I guess you didn't see our show last night, but uh, thank you so did, much. So, did anybody? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Monday nights are the most packed shows. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Monday night at 8 32. Oh, baby. Forget. We're second forget. at 8. Second yeah. at 8 is the best slot, yeah. in my opinion. I think people think it's first at 8. I think it's second. I at had eight. a very long, tiring day yesterday, and I still did that show. That was, I was thrilled. Second uh, at 8 is a knockout. But anyway. Uh, come, check out the UCB schedule Come see us uh, perform there uh, Edgar, thank you so much for being here uh, And we'll see you guys next week, bye bye If you'd like to support the show You can go on iTunes and give us 5 stars And leave us a nice little review We'd really appreciate that If you'd like to support the show monetarily You can go to anchor.fm Slash Weezerpod Slash support There's monthly contribution options If you'd like to help keep the lights on for the show And all your support means a lot Thank you so much